Welcome to the Tech 5 Show, the podcast that explores what's new in the tech world and includes products and app reviews all in less than 30 minutes. Here are your hosts, JB and Lib. Welcome to the Tech 5 Show. Today, JB and I will be discussing a subscription audit. Let's jump right in and talk about the subscriptions we love and the ones that we're saying goodbye to. JB, what do you got for me? Let's talk about the reason why we would want to talk about a subscription audit in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. The funny thing is it sounds super serious and super formal, but um, if you think about all the stuff that you've signed up for in the last year, and just the last year, I mean, you could go, you, you might have a lot of things that you get billed for regularly. You probably get things that you get billed for that you don't even realize and you're getting billed for that you signed up some time ago with everything being a service these days especially from a mobile perspective, whether it be apps, whether it be, you know, streaming services, there's lots of things out there that you could be getting charged for that you don't know what you're getting charged for. So we thought it might be a good idea to take a step back, take a look at those things that we, we know about that we remember. And what do we hold on to? What gets the heave ho? I went through this and was surprised at the amount of subscriptions that I have, and I'll be keeping a lot of them. And then the ones that I'm getting rid of, I'm like, how long have I been paying this and not realizing it? Do you have a way to keep track of your subscriptions? No, I just wrote them all down luckily. And then go into like the Apple app store and search around to see where my subscriptions are. Or then also going to like the bank account to see what came in this past month and is recurring is really the only way that I have been doing it, so. Yeah, I think, I mean, so I, what I did is I went out to my credit card company and I downloaded a spreadsheet format file of my, all of my transactions from last year. And then I popped that into Excel and I, and I looked for, it's like really a couple, I mean, there's a bunch of ways you could do this, do, you know, pivot, put your pivot table skills to use so you could do it, you know, highlight, um, sales based on duplicates, you know, dupl- duplicate amounts of money, I think is probably one of the easier ways to do it. So if you know, you're going to have, if you have a subscription, that's 1095 every month, you're gonna have a bunch of transactions for 10, 1095. And that's going to pop out. So that's where I started going down the path. Because, you know, I also I have my card set up where I get notified if it's over a certain amount. But it's it's an amount that you know, it is going to be more than what some of these subscriptions cost. So a lot of these are going to slip through without me noticing, and I'm just going to pay for them. So the next best way for me to find that is to actually go through that transaction data and figure out what's in there and and uh, look for those reoccurring transactions. So I, I did do that. Um, and, you know, this is also an opportunity for you to look at things and go, gosh, do I, do I, really need that. You know, I think the the example that pops into mind for me is Netflix. Netflix has continued like this, these price increases. And now I think we're up to, you know, 15, 16 bucks a month. And I guess it comes down to, are you getting 15 or 16 bucks a month worth of use out of a particular subscription? And are you getting $15 worth of entertainment out of your Netflix subscription? I've had it forever. And so... I still have it. I'll probably hold on to it, but that's also one of those that's on the higher end of the threshold of subscriptions that you should really question whether you should be paying for it or not. Definitely some categories that things fall into and entertainment, I think is the one that probably has the most swing in it from a standpoint of, are you enjoying it or not and getting the value out of it? If not, just cancel. And then a month later you, oh, this new episode series came out. Oh, I'll just sign right back up. 
So yep. for, for me, it's definitely based off a category and the entertainment category is the one where I do swing around and kind of try things out a little bit and get rid of one, try another one. And so that that's the big change I think this year. Yeah. And it's easy to do, right? Cause it's, you can go and sign up and, but it's also just as easy to forget about it, especially when it's five bucks a month or whatever it might be. But I think the other thing that you need to be cautious about is, is VPN service. A lot of times, you know, for VPN services, you buy two or three years at a time and, you know, cause it's a better deal, but then you forget that you have that renewal, <laughs> you know, so you, you need a way to keep track of this, whether it's as simple as keeping your own spreadsheet of when your renewals are, there's apps out there that, that, you know, do this to a certain extent as well. Everything's a subscription these days from, mobile apps to other services, everything has a, you know, has a, a monthly cadence or whatever it might be. But um, that's the model that that's super popular to hold on to cu- the customer base right now. Yeah. And the model too is they hope you forget about it, right? Right. You know, it's kind of like the, oh, it's only $5. It's only a cup of coffee a month or two. You know, that's fine. I'm not gonna worry about it. Not a big deal. So yeah, I mean that's for me is is probably my biggest issue is those lower kind of lower end cost ones that just kind of sit out there, you know. And as you were talking, I actually thought of a few more that I have that I didn't have on my list already. They're out there, and then if you don't do some deep dive, you're going to forget about it. Especially the ones that are more than a year out, right? If you pay for the full year or you pay for the two or three years, and then all of a sudden there's this like. $150, $250 charge, you're like, well, what the, oh, it's for that service that I don't want or don't even use anymore at that point. Yeah. The, the other thing that um, you can get caught up in is like my credit card will give me a free year of something and you sign up for that. And then it's basically, you know, this will auto renew after that first year. And so those kind of things you got to keep an eye out to, you got to keep a way to, you know, to track them. Otherwise, you don't, you know, you will forget about them. And typically, if they're giving you a year of something, it's probably valued at $50 or more or $40 or more. And so it's one of those things that you don't want to let slip through the cracks because that's a good amount of money to be out, you know, for especially for something that you decide to not use longer term. Right, right. All right. So do we want to jump into, you don't have to talk about all the services that you have or subscriptions, but maybe a number. And then we can talk about the ones that you're strongly contemplating in getting rid of. I think the easiest ones to, to talk about are, are the streaming services, right? I mean, for most people, when you're talking about something like music, you typically have one service that you're you're stuck to. And so it's not a matter of having multiple music streaming services. But when you get into some of the OTT video services, your Netflixes, your Amazon Prime Video, you know, and then your YouTube TV, YouTube Premium, Fubu or F- Fubo, right, <laughs> uh, right, um, you know, any of the the TV network cable streaming providers, um, especially the you know the the specialized video services, Disney Plus, Discovery Plus. Um, where it's it's a niche, right? So it's one of those things where you don't realize it and it's super cheap. It's like five, six, seven, eight bucks a month, but then you have 
five, six, seven of them, that adds up, you know, and, and we're not, you know, this episode isn't intended to talk about the cost of streaming versus cable, but this is an example is it's easy to stack up these services and just forget how much you're paying in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, something that you use for streaming a couple times a month at the end of the year, is it worth for you to hold on to that service? All right. So let's jump into this. What are you getting rid of? So the first thing that we got rid of was Disney Plus. I had the Disney Plus Hulu ESPN, which was 12 bucks a month. Right. And it was the ad supported Hulu. And I'm just like, I, the, the ad supported when I'm paying for something. And I know you pay for cable and you have to watch commercials and things like that, but have a hard time with it. And although the kids love Disney plus, and there's a ton of content, ton of good content on there. Um, we wanted to see if there was something that we're using more before you get into that, Mm -hmm. the thing you're going to replace it with, which obviously we'll talk about. Um, my question for you and cause I was looking at doing the Disney plus, you know, and adding versus subtracting the Disney plus the Hulu and the ESPN plus, but then did the re- some research and I don't know if we talked about it or somebody else and I talked about it, but the fact of that ad supported Hulu where it was like almost every, I don't know, every 10 minutes or so, I mean, it was so much more frequent than a regular TV, you know, commercial time frame is because you're paying the cheaper rate for Hulu versus the standard rate of Hulu by itself. It just seemed to be, they're just taking advantage of that situation and getting more ads in. I don't like that you're getting rid of Disney Plus because that's one I like. It makes sense. Thing is, I could add that by itself. And what is it? Is it seven ninety nine, six ninety nine, somewhere in there? Again, if you've got seven eight services, do you need seven or eight services? Unless you're going to use, you know, <laughs> use it enough to justify it. Which is again, it's a personal decision. But to your to your point on the Hulu ad supported. It's just ridiculous. Like one example, watching a TV show, like an 80s TV show. I was watching Perfect Strangers, an 80s classic, if you remember it. (laughs) And so like any 80s sitcom, they have like the opening title sequence that they play before the show starts, right? Mm -hmm. Roll the credits and opening theme song. You watch 30 seconds of that, and then it spins up a two minute and 30 second ad before you can even watch the show. And then, and you're, you're watching, I don't remember how many ads it was during a show. And I'm like, well, this is crazy. It's, this almost feels like more ads than what you get watching TV. Which they are. And that's, I think that's their way of doing it. It's like, oh, here's a discounted rate for all of these things, but we're going to throw more ads at you. You know, and you can do Hulu by itself with, without ads for 12 bucks a month or whatever it is. But that's, that's the one that I'm seeing go away. All right. Any others within that kind of category as far as the streaming entertainment? Strongly looking at dropping Netflix. Another boo, but yeah. At least for a little while. Um, once my wife gets through watching The Crown. Um, <laughs> that's the nice thing about these services, right? If you get through watching some stuff and you don't want it for a couple months, six months, whatever, you can drop it and sign back up when you're ready to to chip in again. So Yeah, the, the no contract type of uh, service. Yep. That's another one I see potentially going away. We're looking at the the cable movement versus the cord cutting movement again, just because uh, our cable provider is increasing the amounts of their fees. And and I did some math today, just looking at my bill and and determined that like almost one third of my total bill is taxes and fees and equipment rental. And I'm like, this is nuts. 
And, you know, if you, you look at broadcast fees or regional sports fees, it's like 24 bucks a month just for that. So you're paying to watch free over the air antenna TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's again, it's that creep, right? They, they will get you at some point. And that's, that's the struggle with all these things. For me on the entertainment side, Hulu was the one that got the, the ax this past year in 2020. And, you know, I'm looking at YouTube TV and replacing it with something, but it's kind of hard to being, I like what it has and the, and the offerings, but you know, maybe there's a switch at some point to something else and then jump back and forth and it won't be a cost that's really lost. Maybe it'd be a little bit cheaper because of a different service, but it won't be much from a standpoint of savings, because I'm not going to get rid of it. So, yeah. Well, and your taste change, right? So, taste change, you find different services. Um, and, and I mean, I think that's the, the one that I added in, which is a brand new one to replace the Disney Hulu ESPN bundle was Discovery Plus. It's priced right. It's $4.99 a month, ad supported, or you can go $6.99 for no ads, which that's pretty, I mean, my opinion, that's a pretty reasonable, you know, you look at the number of networks that Discovery owns. So the amount of content you get access to is so, like 55,000 episodes of stuff. And so, I mean, they own such a variety of networks that there's, I feel like there's probably something for everyone, whether it's, you know, old food network shows or um, like, Mythbusters, all 22 or 23 seasons of Mythbusters. That's, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, there's the old uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain parts on, not parts unknown. What was the other show he did? No reservations. Yep. Yep. There, but there's just such a huge variety of stuff out there. And it was kind of funny to go through um, and look at the list of shows and things that are like, oh man, yeah, I remember watching that show. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel like there's plenty of content out there. And so that's actually what we decided on that that was more valuable to us than Disney Plus at this point. And only that $2 difference between ads and no ads, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that to me is hands down worth it, you know. Yep. But again, price price wise from $4.99 to $6.99, it's still cheap at the $6.99 yeah. price point, you know. Right. But it, it does look like a lot of these channels or provide, not providers, but um, networks, if you will, are doing this. You know, like NBC's got their Peacock and everybody's kind of going that direction mm-hmm. and sort of stepping away and having an option if they need to jump ship from standard cable to go to that. Oh, you know, we're just going to move everything over here. All the Discovery networks are going right to Discovery Plus, you know. Yep. If there's ever a point where they're like, no more cable, it's out the door, everybody's switching off to their own little thing, here's our offering. Right. So, you know, other subscription stuff as far as, you know, we all have them, especially if you work on your laptop at all or your desktop are going to be like your software subscriptions. So, of course, those things are out that all out there. I had an issue with mine recently for Microsoft, the like the Office Suite or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I had to figure that out. I could still use my basic applications yeah. that, uh, that I need for stuff that I do. So, I mean, there, there's always going to be things that hang out there and are usually like a yearly charge that will just sneak up on you. Like, oh, there's that yearly cost again. Well, that's good to know. Yep. So. And those, those ones, I mean, whether it's Office or Adobe, those ones uh, typically are monthly or sorry. Adobe's typically monthly. 
Office 365 is typically yearly, so that's one that can kind of creep on you, creep up on yep. you when you least expect it. Yep. Um, you know, the password managers I've tried in the past, um, those have all been yearly as well. Yep. Um, a lot of stuff out there. Things nowadays are subscription-based, and, and that's just the way it is. And so managing that is is an important thing, and doing an audit is another important thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't take much to save yourself some money if you can do your homework and keep track of the stuff you have. All right. So what else do you have? Anything you want to have any final words for the subscription audit? For, for most people, it's going to be finding the best way to keep track of this stuff. Like we talked about, there are subscription trackers out there. Otherwise, keep yourself uh, keep yourself a spreadsheet and track your renewals, track your costs, watch for those increases, and tighten in the belt to see what you need to keep and what you can get rid of. That is so true. Well, that's it for the Tech 5 Show. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening.